Hey mom friends, welcome to the Mom Mindset Podcast, where we talk all things mom life from A to Z. I'm your host, Rachel Benson. I'm a wife, a mom of six, a grandma of seven, a real estate agent, and a life coach for moms. I've been through every age and stage of motherhood, and I've never met one I didn't like. I've also never met one that didn't come with its share of personal growth and challenges. As moms, we set the mood and tone of the home. We're the emotional support and the cheerleaders for everyone in the house, not to mention the cook, chauffeur, and the housekeeper. There's a lot to know and do, and that's what I'm here to help with. Thanks for letting me into your home and into your heart. Let's talk about what's on your mom mind today. Hey, mom friends. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. How's everything going? How's your new year? How is everything in your little corner of the world? My little corner of the world has been very white and snowy lately, which I love. I get crazy happy when it snows. I even like to drive in the snow, which people think is weird, but we don't get that much of it. I just think it's fun. But along with that, it's also been raining a lot, like a lot more than normal. And I love rain too, but rain kind of has this weird effect on my mood and energy. I just find it really changes my energy level, especially. And that kind of ties into what I wanted to talk to you about today, which is energy, but specifically New Year's energy. Where do we get that energy that's unique to the new year? Where does it come from? Where does it go? And how can we hold on to it and harness it to help us reach our goals as the year goes on or establish new habits or whatever it is that we want to do this year? According to Google, January 19th is the average day that those of us that set New Year's resolutions have already given up on them. I'm recording this on January 20th, so if that's you, don't feel bad. You're in good company. And what I'm going to share with you today can help you get back on track or even help inspire you to maybe set some goals if you didn't at the new year. I know a lot of people don't even set New Year's resolutions because they just don't want to set themselves up for the disappointment and what feels like kind of an inevitable failure when apparently when January 19th comes along or not too long after that. So that's not going to be us. What I'm going to share with you today can help you get or maintain momentum towards um, establishing some good new habits or overcoming some bad ones or getting on track for goals that you want to accomplish no matter what time of year it is. But before I say everything I'm going to say, I just want to pause and just acknowledge that a lot of moms out there I understand if you're in the thick of things, and when I just said goal setting, you were like, I roll, that is super not happening in my world, I'm so glad my kids just went back to school, I'm just gonna relax here for a minute, and this is just all I can do, I totally get you, that was me for so many years when I was in the thick of things, raising my six kids, I wasn't thinking about big goals, and that's not really what I'm gonna talk about today anyway, but if that's where you're at, I totally, I totally feel that being a mom for me took all my focus and energy and I wasn't thinking about a lot of other things. 
And maybe you're someone that experiences like seasonal depression. So summer definitely might be more your time to, you know, maybe work on some things or maybe you have just more time without the kids being so busy that you can, that you can start to work on things. I know me, oh my goodness, in spring or fall when it's like 70 degrees, which is also pretty rare around here. It's usually much hotter or much colder. But if I, if you give me a 70 degree day, I will literally feel like I can do anything. Those are my most productive days. And I just love those kind of days. And that's when I'm going to be the most productive. So it can be any time of year. What I'm going to say is applicable for any time of year. But I think you would agree that there's kind of a unique energy that comes with a new year when you open a new calendar or for me it's like a fresh planner just seems so full of possibilities whatever it is even if it's our friends and our social feed talking about their goals or their word of the year that's what I do as a word of the year there's just a a fresh energy that can come with this time of year so I want to talk to you about where we get that first of all where we get that actually boils down to one thing kind of what I just said a fresh year feels so full of possibilities and we're thinking things like I am totally doing this this year this is my year I've got this this is happening those kind of thoughts tend to create really good emotions like determination and commitment and motivation and dedication to what we want to do And those kinds of emotions are really going to get us going, but they tend to not last that long as life goes on. It's tough when life just kind of stays the same and we are trying to change. So I'll talk about that a little bit more later, but I have some things, some steps that I want to share with you that can help you keep that motivation going all year. Now, before you tune me out, and if you are that mom I was just talking about, it's like, this is so not where I'm at right now. I want to tell you, this is not your standard goal setting advice. Like you can find that anywhere. You can look up uh, the most common one I've seen is SMART goals, like specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time bound. Well, first of all, that doesn't even sound fun to me. And I kind of don't like doing things if they don't sound fun. That's not motivating to me. I don't like being realistic. I don't like being time bound. I don't like that is the kind of goal setting that sounds like it would set me up for, well, not for success. So I'm going to go through my steps, which are going to be very different than what I just said about SMART goals. So the first step is to ask yourself, what do you want? And when I say, what do you want? That might sound really basic. Like, what do you want to do? What kind of goal do you want to set? I looked up on Google again, and the most common New Year's resolution is apparently to exercise more. So you might say, well, I want to exercise more. Well, is that what you really want? Or do you want the results that you think would come from that? Do you want more energy, better sleep, weight loss. Um, Maybe your doctor told you, you dang well better start exercising. Um, You know, maybe you just want to feel stronger and healthier, or maybe you want the benefits of getting outside. Maybe you deal with depression and anxiety, and you've heard that that is the best way to 
um, help with that. That's just really simple and doable is getting out for a walk in the sun every day. Whatever it is, I don't think you want to exercise more necessarily, but you want essentially the result of exercising more. Maybe you just want something like being more patient with your kids. Do you want to be more patient? Yeah, that's nice. But what I really want is um, a more peaceful feeling in our home. Or you want to go to bed without regret and thinking, oh gosh, you know, I lost it with the kids at bedtime again today. Kind of like yesterday. Something like that. So think about what is the result you're really looking for. And that's the kind of thing that's going to really drive you, like give you that spark, that excitement to do, to do whatever it is that you want to do. Like, I want to get out of debt because I, I just want my money to be my own. That was something I focused on a lot when, when we were working to get out of debt years ago. I just was like, oh, it'd be so nice to have that whole paycheck essentially be my own, except, you know, our mortgage and our taxes and utilities and those kind of things. But the rest of it, I just wanted more disposable income to to enjoy and not the stress of the bills and things. So think about that end result and then feel the energy of that. And that can help you really um, focus in on what you want and what you need to do to get there. So then the second step is probably maybe going to surprise you, but the question I want you to ask yourself is what are you currently thinking that is causing you not to have this result? Yeah, I said, what are you thinking? Because I promise for anything that you're not currently doing that you want to be doing, there is a thought. Well, there's probably five or six of them. We all have like 60,000 thoughts a day. And because our brains like to keep things simple, the majority of them are repetitive. And they say that as many as 80% of them are negative. (laughs) So I don't like to think of them necessarily as negative, but they're probably limiting. So one of my big goals for this year is to overcome procrastination. And that's because what I want is to not have some of the results I had last year, like I lost a bunch of money from maybe not returning things on time or missing deadlines, things like that. But I'll give you one big example where it really caught up with me. And that was uh, every two years I have to renew my real estate license. And, you know, and part of that I have to take some, some continuing education classes. And so I kept brushing off the emails. There's tons of them. Every week I get offers to go to continuing education classes. And I kept brushing those emails off until, you know, I got down to about a month before and I was like, okay, I have to do this. So I signed up for the classes and it was a little crazy, but I got it taken care of. But so I got down to the end to renew my license and When I went to put all the information in, I found out there were new fingerprinting requirements. I had seen some emails, but I didn't think they pertained to me because I thought I had taken care of that years ago when I got my license. But no, I had to do new fingerprints and submit them to the division, which could take seven to 10 days. Well, at that point, I had like 10 minutes and I was freaking out because I was 
not going to be able to close some transactions that I had closing that week. Like literally could not close them because I was not going to be a licensed real estate agent the day those were set to close. So I was in a panic. Amazingly, it all worked out in spite of myself. But at the end of that, I was like, I have to stop living my life this way. So I've been really examining my thinking around procrastination. And I found that there are a lot of thoughts like, I'll get to that. That's what I thought about for two years with my continuing education classes. That's going to be a hassle. That's going to be really time consuming. Thoughts like that just instantly get me to procrastinate. Some of the biggest are just like, that's going to turn into a lengthy hassle or just things I don't want to do, like deal with a parking ticket. And so I put it off. So I've really looked at that. So whatever your thing is, really examine your thinking about that. I What I say is notice the negative. There's going to be five or six repetitive negative thoughts that are sort of causing you to repeat that behavior pattern. If it's even just being more patient with your kids, what's going on when you're losing your patience? I dealt with this a lot when I had a bunch of young kids. And I was always like, oh, the kids are driving me crazy. And one day I realized the kids are really actually pretty good most of the time. It's only occasionally that they're like, you know, fighting with each other, they're disobeying or whatever, they're being crazy. And so I thought about what my mother-in-law always says, which is, this too shall pass. She has nine kids, she should know. And I started realizing it's only a moment. It's only a moment in time that they are really out of control. And honestly, they did pass pretty quickly. And I didn't need to like, let it expand in my thoughts to the whole day. So I started repeating the thought, this is only a moment, this is only a moment, and it helped tremendously. But we'll get to that practicing the new thoughts pretty soon. But just start looking at your thought process around whatever that thing is, whether it's your money or your health or your relationships or whatever. Ask yourself what you're currently thinking. The next step is to ask yourself what you would need to be thinking instead. I know that doesn't sound like a step, but it really is. Um, so with my procrastination, well, first of all, I took an example from one of my daughters and one of my sister-in-laws. So I have one daughter in particular that stays super on top of things, like just everything. And one day I was like, how do you do that? Like, how are you so on top of everything? And she's like, I just never procrastinate anything. <laughs> and I sat there and I was... Like, that thought does not even compute. You don't procrastinate anything. She said, yeah, sometimes I'm so ahead of schedule, it's embarrassing, like, for birthdays and things. And <laughs> I just thought that was awesome, and I couldn't ever imagine thinking that way. But I definitely wanted to adopt that thought and just kind of try it on. And it was almost humorous in the beginning because it was so not true for me making some progress now. And another example is I have a bunch of sister-in-laws and they're all super on the ball and organized and stuff. But one of them in particular, she used to live out of state. And this was before you could order things at the last minute with Amazon. She was coming for a visit in, say, July. 
she would say, I'm bringing all the Christmas presents down with me when I come in July. And to me, she was just a wonder of nature. Would ask her, how do you do that? And, you know, she was smart to save all that time. And that was back in the day when you had to, like, get a box and find all the right packaging and take it to the post office. So it's a huge time and money saver for her to bring those packages with her in July for December. So you got to start thinking like someone that is successful in the thing that you want to do. And if you, here's a tip for you, just look around you. You have friends or family or people you know that are super successful in the thing that you want to be doing. They're nailing it. And you can start picking their brains and seeing what they do, just like I did with my daughter. How, how do they think about that thing? How are they so patient with their kids? How do they keep the house so clean and organized? That's another one I used to always pick my sister-in-law's brain about. Ask your friends and family. And if you don't have any that you could really ask, then, of course, just Google it. There, There's plenty of free advice out there. And you can figure out what are some successful, more empowering thoughts around that thing that I want to do. The next step, step four, is to consider your obstacles. Some of those obstacles are just going to be thoughts like we were just talking about. Like you might have a mental block in your head when it comes to certain things. So you can refer back to what I just said for that, but some of your obstacles are going to be almost like physical obstacles. For instance, if you want to eat better, you might get all the sugar out of the house and then your family is not going to like that and they are going to go buy all the sugar and bring it back in the house, make cookies, make cake, something like that. Because they're not in the same place as you. Like, they don't care about that. They like your cookies and your cake and ice cream for dessert and all that and your lasagna and your pasta. And, like, they're not going to change at all. That You can just plan on the people and circumstances in your life staying exactly the same. And then you are going to proactively plan to control what you can control and change you. Have you ever known anyone that got on a big bandwagon with something they were doing and then they start trying to take you along with them and that's just not where you're at? Like, let's not be those people. Let's just focus on ourselves and what we can control and it will have eventually a good impact on our family. I quit eating candy like 2004 or something because I was inspired by my daughter Ellie who quit it back then and she quit for like six years from her 10th to her 16th birthday and I just thought it would be kind of fun to do it along with her and so I quit and eventually we've just never had candy in the house my kids like candy but I like no one thinks about it around here I don't think I think that's fair to say my kids can argue with me if they want so we're gonna Consider all the obstacles you can think of that you're for sure going to face um, in your environment, with your family, whatever resistance that might give you. And then as you face each one, as you start progressing, just take time to consider how can I, how can I deal with this obstacle. And the next one, after you've considered what you need to be thinking what are your new thoughts and what are your obstacles to the new goal or habit whatever you're working on you want to start practicing those new thoughts 
And, and one of mine for the overcoming procrastination is just do it now. Another one is if it's a hassle, it's fine. I'll take care of it. Another one of mine is it will probably only take a minute. And sometimes it takes more than a minute, but it's okay because I just go back to that. It's fine. I can handle any hassle that comes my way. Like stupid little things will trip me up like I don't know the password to check on the thing for the credit card. But now I'm like, it's okay, it's fine. I know that sounds little, but for some reason those things really bug me. So we're going to start practicing our new thoughts. Like, this is only a moment. And it takes time. You have well-established thought patterns. We all do. So you want to just give yourself time and patience with yourself and grace. And that leads me into my last step, my sixth step. And I want you to celebrate your successes and little wins all along the way. Now, I know that sounds super cheesy and self-helpy. I'm sorry, but it's honestly one of the best things that we can do for ourselves. We know the value of positive reinforcement when it comes to children. Positive reinforcement and praise is one of the best things we can do for our kids, right? to help them when they're doing good. We want to make sure we praise that behavior and encourage that behavior. So we want to do the same thing with ourselves. Like, good job, me. Like, no one else might even notice if you organize that drawer. But you can take the time to thank yourself, to enjoy the energy around doing that thing that seemed really difficult or that you just really wanted to accomplish. With my procrastination, I'm like, oh my gosh, I did that. I did it now. Look at me putting away the shoes or taking care of that little parking ticket. That's what I actually still have to do, but okay. So those are the steps. And I just want to give you a little analogy and then one more little pointer. I want you to think like a farmer. Here's what I mean by that. Down the road from us, there's this darling little farm where they have a produce stand in the summer and then in the fall they have a super cute pumpkin patch with a petting zoo and a corn maze and especially the little rides that the kids all love just ones that just spin continuously and make the parents and grandparents really sick but the kids love it so they have their farm and it's fabulous in the fall but right now if you drive by there's not much going on there on the outside the field's plowed and you could tell it's ready for planting but the rides are still and the tractor is parked but I'm pretty sure somewhere that little family that runs that farm is in their home preparing for the coming season maybe they're counting their money from last season and evaluating what went well what do we need to change just like we might want to be doing from the last year we've just had and thinking about where we're going. They're anticipating the upcoming planting season. I'm sure they have to order seeds and and figure out how they're going to hire labor. And they're going to have some obstacles like we just talked about, like there is a labor shortage. Maybe there's a seed shortage. I don't know. Have you noticed there's random shortages of weird things all over the place? So they're going to have some obstacles, but they're not going to say, oh, no harvest for me this year, no zucchini, no peaches, no apples, I give up, no fun pumpkin patch in the fall, we just can't do it because there were obstacles. No, they're going to know that that's part of the deal, and they're going to overcome those and get that harvest, get that business in the fall. So let's think a little bit like those farmers and be planning and preparing 
And so we can harvest. Claire in the fall, our brains don't like to think that long-term. We like the short-term motivation, and that's where the the, the positive reinforcement and the praise that we give ourselves is going to come in super handy to keep us to keep us going. But the thought of what we could accomplish and what we could, you know, metaphorically speaking, harvest in the fall is the kind of thing that can really inspire and motivate us as the year goes on. And like I said, the people and the situations around us don't change, but we, we can still, we can still make a change. My final tip for you is whenever you're thinking about doing something, ask yourself how you can make it fun. If it's you and you want to start exercising more, maybe we need to redefine that. Like if you've had a really narrow definition of exercise, like like maybe you think in terms of going to the gym and doing a class three times a week, but that's just not where you're at in your current season of life. That's not possible for you. Then what are some other ways that you could make it fun and make it easy and make it doable? I love making things fun. So if I wanted to exercise more, which I do, who doesn't? I want to like think of what are different ways to get in my exercise. If that class at the gym three times a week is not happening, what about a hike with my husband or with the family on the weekend? What about bowling? What about a date to play pickleball um, or whatever you're into? What about renting bikes and going on a bike ride? I have a three-minute exercise routine that I will do if I can't do anything else, or I'll tack it on to the end if I do a video in my basement. I have an app on my phone that's a seven-minute workout. I think it's called seven-minute workout. It's a very decent little workout, and seven minutes is better than nothing, right? And the really important thing is, is bringing the intentionality and finding the time. But anything that you can make more fun and easier is more likely to get done. Just ask yourself, how can I make this fun? And my husband had a good one the other day. He's working on our taxes. And one thing I'm not good about is logging all my mileage as a realtor. And he said, we need to go on a date and just go through your mileage for the year. And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. Let's do that. Like, that'll get me to just sit down and set aside the time and do it. I guess you could say I've procrastinated it. So that's what I've got for you today. I hope you'll take some time and think about that and just really believe that you can do what you want to do, that you have those desires to improve. We all do. We have the desire to improve and grow always, but that can end up looking like a bunch of mom guilt, and we don't want that. We don't do mom guilt here. So if you like what I've said here, but you'd like some help applying it to your own personal situation, stay tuned to learn more about my coaching program. Otherwise, I will talk to you next week. Hey, Mama, if you enjoyed the ideas I share on my podcast, but you want some help applying them to your personal situation, I want to invite you to learn more about my coaching program, where I talk to moms on a personal basis through one-on-one coaching and group calls. We can talk about anything from the personal challenges that you're experiencing in marriage or motherhood, to the goals and dreams that you have for yourself. To find out more and download a free copy of my ebook, Mom Mindset A to Z, visit mom-mindset.com. I'd love to see you there.